VH1 proudly presents RuPaul's Drag Race for your Emmy consideration. Congratulations on its 13 Emmy nominations for season 12, including Outstanding Competition Program and Outstanding Host for a Reality or Competition Program. RuPaul's Drag Race has proven time and time again that it is the cultural phenomenon we all need. Featuring the most sensational drag queens across the nation, Drag Race puts their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to the ultimate test as they go queen to queen to see who will reign supreme. Watch highlights and episodes right now on VH1.com. RuPaul's Drag Race, for your Emmy consideration. Hi, I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Pete Hammond. And this is the Deadline Podcast TV Talk. Today we're going to be discussing some of our predictions, like we did last week, uh, for this week's Emmys. And, I mean, sorry, this year's Emmys. It's coming up, though, in a couple of weeks. It um, all feels like one long week, 2020. It, it is, you know. An endless it, series of Mondays. Emmys never end. But anyway, you're going to hear... Uh, part of my conversation with Norman Lear, the, the legend, uh, and the creatives behind Live from a Studio Audience uh, from our Deadline Contenders uh, nominees event. That, that'll be uh, later on. And, and always a pleasure. But today, we want to talk about lead actor and lead actress. You know, there is some incredible heavy hitters down this year. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot about this in the podcast earlier this season. We talk about it every season, actually. And, of course, last week we looked at supporting. Funny thing is this, this time around, we've got a couple of repeat offenders, so to speak. So, I mean... I don't know, Pete, do you want to start out with drama? Do you want to start out with comedy? Or do you want to do yeah. a limited series? Well, drama, you know, because there's a lot of drama in this category. Uh, there's no question about that. Last year, Billy Porter uh, and the first season of Pose, which had actually premiered right at the beginning of, of Emmy eligibility in, in uh, you know, June or uh, whatever. And uh, and they remembered it, went through that whole year. And he well, Billy Porter, a- Billy Porter is pretty unforgettable. He is, and uh, that was a great win, which I actually predicted. Um, And uh, he's back again this year uh, for season two of Pose, but he's got some heavyweight competition here. Let me me just say Succession. You've got two. Cool competition from Succession. Well, I mean, both Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong uh, duking it out with each other in this category and of course sterling k brown uh gets nominated every year for this is us a past rightly so year. jason bateman has never won an emmy for acting he won for directing last year and uh, a lot of people you know love ozark we've talked about this how ozark- and of course the thing is the thing about ozark now is it's got that added little momentum well, not little actually it's got that added momentum it's going into a final season now so the people are they're they're looking around Yes, there's Jason. Yes, there's Sterling. There's also Steve Carell for Apple TV Plus at The Morning Show. There's Billy, who, by the way, if you didn't see it, did a stunning rendition of Buffalo Springfield's classic with with Stephen Stills at the very end of the first night of the Democratic And they cut it off on MSNBC. I was so upset. Uh, Brian Williams came in and cut it off. There was no reason they needed to do that because it was amazing. I saw it later. Yeah, it's but, incredible. You should watch it on YouTube because yeah. Billy is a man of many, many, many talents. Yeah, and, but he's so good. So, but good. I have to say, I think that this is a battle between the between the Roys. I really do. This is either Brian Cox or Jeremy Strong. 
Succession season two was extremely strong. It has become a cultural touchstone. I mean, in our, in our review that we did earlier this week of the first night of the Republican uh, National Convention, or rather the hot mess that isn't so hot as I like to think of it, um, Donald Trump Jr. really did his best audition to be the understudy for Jeremy Strong's Kendall Roy in Succession. And, and, and we made that point, and it was one of the things people responded to. Succession has become something you use. It's an adjective, I guess. Nonetheless, yeah. Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong, this is theirs to win. Well, what Can they both win? Could it be a tie? Well, Brian Cox won the Golden Globe. Jeremy Strong won the Critics' Choice Award. So now here we come down to the two of them going against each other. And, you know, the old thing, they could cancel each other out, each have votes. I think that Jeremy Strong's going to pull it out. Oh, interesting, because yeah. I would have said Brian Cox. I know, see? And that's the problem here. We've got two great performances. They're both great. Uh, in fact, I just had them. Uh, I interviewed all nine uh, yeah. acting Emmy nominees from Succession for our Deadline Virtual House. And I interviewed those two together. And, you know, they're sanguine about the whole thing and, and what happens, you know. They're like, sanguine in public. Yeah. <laughs> in public. Yeah, I do think, uh, it, it, I agree with you on that point. I think it probably comes down to them. Unless they cancel themselves out, then I just don't. Think? I just don't see it. I, I know that, you know, commonly that is the math that, that's at play in things like this. And there's sort of, the, you know, it becomes like proportional representation where number three can become number one. But I just don't see it. I, I think that Brian, you know, in a career that has been admired on so many levels, this is he's found the role and the role is calling to him. And I think it's calling to TV Academy members. And, you know, there's nothing like giving, giving, giving props to a legend. There isn't. And Jeremy's well, going to, and Jeremy's got an incredibly long career. That's going to be full of many, many highlights to come. Well, I'm using a different way of thinking here. And it sort of goes to our next category, which is drama actress. That was won last year by Jodie Comer for Killing Eve over her better known and more buzzed about co-star Sandra Oh. Who is also, both of them are nominated yet again this year. This year. So we have a similar situation in both of these drama lead categories. And the reason I'm saying Jeremy Strong partly too is uh, there was no canceling out last year. The lesser known one with the juicier role won. And I think that could happen uh, again with, uh, with uh, Jeremy Strong. And, um, you know, I don't think it's going to happen again, though, this year with Jodie Comer, who I did predict last year as well. And um, I, I don't think she's going to win. I think it's between Laura Linney and Jennifer Aniston. I'm absolutely convinced those are the two that have I told, it. I, 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 think it's, I think it's Olivia Coleman for the crown. Uh, absolutely. I think, okay. I think this, is a, this is a coronation <laughs> waiting to happen. It really? I do. Okay. A, Oscar winner, always, always an, an added bit of gold uh, at, at, at your wings on this. But also, too, I think because of the nature of the way the crown works and, and how you have different, different actors playing the, the, the real life characters at different phases of their real life, being that this will be Olivia's final season, um, I think coming in, the, the next one, I think. Think it's not is, her final season. No, that, no, that she's going into the, her final season. So yeah, this yeah. is her penultimate. Well, give it to her next year. Oh, my friend. <laughs> You're in I denial. Don't know. I you don't got know. a morning show thing. You've got a thing about the morning show. You I love the morning show. Morning Jennifer Aniston won the SAG Award. That's voted on by actors, as are the Emmys. And Jennifer Aniston beat Olivia Coleman. 
Nobody beats Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Okay, all right. Jennifer Aniston is so terrific in the morning show. It's really I'm not, great. I'm not dissing on Jennifer People Aniston. People love I'm it when someone say. goes from comedy to drama. Actors love that. Uh, she's done that. She won an Emmy for Friends. So it's very rare to go and win in comedy and then win in drama. I think she could do it, except that Laura Linney is beloved by Academy voters. She has won four Emmys for four different projects. Uh, it's a track record that is almost unblemished. She didn't win last year for, for this show, but she had the Lady Macbeth moments this year and uh, really oh. was good. Yeah, so oh. I think Laura Linney and Jennifer Aniston, it's a toss up. I'm predicting, I think, Laura Linney, but I'm very, very, I just am not secure in that prediction. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I, I thought I, Aniston was great. And who didn't we mention here? Of course, uh, uh, Zendaya. Oh, my God. You know, she was the shocker for me that came on uh, Emmy nomination day. I was thinking of many other people who got overlooked, including Elizabeth Moss, by the way, in Handmaid's Tale, Nicole Kidman in Big Little Lies, other past winners like that that, that got overlooked. And there's a lot of overlooking, and I didn't mention it when we talked about drama. Steve Carell got in, and I thought he was terrific. I mean, you know, because again, he's going comedy and showing he can do this kind of dramatic turn as a guy you hate. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I, I still uh, was shocked that uh, Bob Odenkirk didn't get nominated there. And I was stunned that Zendaya got nominated over Elizabeth Moss and others that everybody was predicting. So, you know, if she could get this far, could there be an upset? If she is that beloved by the actors that they noticed her, uh, is an upset looming here for Zendaya and Euphoria, which, which uh, like Billy Porter, uh, premiered the previous summer. So it was totally forgotten, we thought. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think Euphoria was forgotten at all. I think, I think that sometimes that might, be, that might be one of the things that plays across the generational divide, but also, too, I think Zendaya has such a huge following, and I think that what to, for that to then come with this magnificent role that she played, um, I, I do think that there is a very distinct possibility, now you bring that up, there's a very distinct possibility that she could be the upset here. She could, yeah. she could make, make history here, and, and it would be well-deserved, because I think that one of the elements of the Academy, as we do see, and you, all, you have talked about it in the past, is you do see a lot of the same old names because people vote for who they know and they, they recognize roles. Zendaya in, in HBO's Euphoria is fantastic. I think it would, be, it would be a wonderful move by Academy voters to give her this. I think it's going to go to Olivia Coleman because I'll tell you why. She's British and it's a regal role. And that's kind of like throwing like red meat uh, right out there to Academy voters. But I think that you might be right, Laura Linney. Zendaya would be amazing. Well, it's a hell of a category. It's really, really competitive. And we're just going to have to wait and see uh, who accepts it in their pajamas on Emmy night. Um, I, I, yeah, that is going to work like that too, isn't it? It's it gonna is going to totally work. Uh, now, now, to stay in that, let's stay a little bit in that realm. Let's talk about lead actress in a limited series or movie. Now, last year, Michelle Williams won for Fosse Verdon. Um, clearly not in the running this year. One of the great things about this category I like is you almost never see a repeat because it is such a specific right. category. That is true. Um, I think, 
I've said it before and I'll say it now. I think this belongs to Regina King for Watchmen. Watchmen, as as we've mentioned and many times, both here and on Deadline.com itself. Right. Watchmen got 26 nominations, the most of any yeah. uh, show or series this Emmy season. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of the other people from the show in other categories later on today, but it's hers. Three-time Emmy winner, one-time Oscar winner. Never an Emmy loser. Uh, she's been nominated all three times uh, and won all three times. Uh, she is got the Midas touch. There's yeah. no question about it. The fact that you point out it's the most nominated uh, of any show, any program this year. Um, all all roads lead to Regina King, except Kate Blanchett. Never been nominated now, for an Emmy before. Now here's the thing is. Kate Blanchett in, winner in, in, Miss America, in Miss America as the uh, the uh, in undefeatable Phyllis Shafley, and I'm not yeah. saying that as a compliment, actually, <laughs> um, was fantastic and amazing. There, are, you know, you and I have talked about it before. You and I have slightly different versions, uh, opinions on the show, both of which are positive. I just think the format didn't work. Um, yeah, but I don't. Maybe on any other year, but the thing about Watchmen. And actually, Regina talked about this when we spoke, when she and I spoke for a Deadline Contenders um, television, the nominee event, is there were the people who watched Watchmen and praised it when it was on at the tail end of 2019. And I was clearly right. one of them. I think I think Damon Lindelof and, I, and Jeremy Irons and everyone involved in it did an amazing job with a pseudo-sequel of sorts to Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' classic 1987 comic series, the anti-comic series. Um, yeah. And then 2020 happened. Now, there were a lot of awards given out to Watchmen, Peabody, and many others. But as we moved into an America uh, hobbled by COVID, people wearing masks, then we saw the terrible, terrible killing of George Floyd. We saw uprising in the street. We saw Breonna Taylor. We saw other situations like this where, where systematic racism and the, and the original sin of America came alive again into the public consciousness with people taking to the street for hopefully what is real change, suddenly Watchmen had a whole other audience and was resonating anew. And there were all those people who watched on HBO Max when they debuted and was watching on HBO Go and HBO Now. It simply is unbeatable. And if you are unbeatable, the woman, the, the, the talent that carries the weight here, who actually at the end, spoiler alert, becomes the most powerful person in the universe, gotta go gotta go to her i you know i can't argue with you and uh i and think that's I hard was, for you i think i predicted in the awards line print issue a cape lanchette but i'm reserving the right to change that ultimately and if i'm going to change one category it's going to be this one because i'm again very shaky because of the regina king factor and all those things you said but regina king she just seems to be unbeatable and so that's probably the way it's going to go but i think cape lanchette is right in there, uh, so we'll see. Uh, October. But let's also let let's also as we give our as we give our predictions to Regina and we speak con so kindly of Kate. Let us not overlook the no. other nominees. The here. other nominees. I was just going to say Octavia Spencer, terrific in that. Also has a series on Apple. Uh, she's moved into television after also having the Midas touch uh, in the Oscars as well. An Oscar winner. Carrie Washington has four. Count them four Emmy nominations this year, three as a producer. This one for acting, she may be helped because the, nom the uh, nomination she has as a producer for a TV movie, American Son, she's very good in, 
recreating her Broadway role. So there's two powerful roles that Carrie has that voters will have seen, most likely. And, uh, and so that could help her uh, pull off an upset here. Uh, she was nominated, whereas her co-star, Reese Witherspoon, was not. So she represents the two of them as well. And then there's Shira Haas, who is your long shot here for Unorthodox, a show that those who saw it clearly loved, eight Emmy nominations. And there. if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say that. You should see it. It, it, it. it is something to see whether or not you know much about or the Orthodox Jews or not. You will learn so much from this. It seems like a, a, a big mountain for her to climb to pull off an upset against Regina King and Kate Blanchett, I have to say. And, and of course, Octavia and Carrie in this. This is just a heavyweight category there. And for sure, I think the nomination is the win. Um, but uh, the win, uh, probably Regina, if not Kate. VH1 proudly presents RuPaul's Drag Race for your Emmy consideration. Condragulations on its 13 Emmy nominations for season 12, including Outstanding Competition Program and Outstanding Host for a Reality or Competition Program. RuPaul's Drag Race has proven time and time again that it is the cultural phenomenon we all need. Featuring the most sensational drag queens across the nation, Drag Race puts their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to the ultimate test as they go queen to queen to see who will reign supreme. Watch highlights and episodes right now on VH1.com. RuPaul's Drag Race, for your Emmy consideration. Uh, now, comedy, oh no, uh, actor. Actor in a series or movie. Um, I think it's going to Hugh Jackman in Bad Education. I, just, I believe he, you're right. First of all, I mean, he's, out there. Be, I mean, he's out there everywhere talking about the thing. If so you are opening an envelope virtually in Hollywood right now, Hugh Jackman is at your house. <laughs> it, is, it is, it is, and, and look, Total respect. It's the Ben Affleck approach. And let me tell you, Ben Affleck will tell you, got an Oscar at home. It works. It works. Um, and Hugh Jackman is so likable. He's such a nice guy. And he's so good in this. So uh, good. That I just don't see anybody else beating him. And if they do, I would have said, and I was thinking this earlier, Mark Ruffalo, who's so fabulous. I love Mark in everything. I know this much is true. Does not seem to be loved by the Academy members other than his nomination here. I know, and, and I was very surprised. I mean, it you know, it's based on a 1998 novel, it deals with, with twins and mental illness, family trauma, some degree of reconciliation and forgiveness, obviously, but it's a hard watch. Yeah. It's a hard watch. And it and, looks like and, they're not watching it in, in, in the way they should here. Because, yeah, you, 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 have to, you have to really buckle in for it. And, but, you know, it's a tribute to him his performance playing dual roles um is excellent jeremy pope is another uh guy coming in to, for his first emmy nomination in hollywood he was excellent as well jeremy irons of course a veteran oscar winner in watchmen, for watchmen one of the many, many watchmen is invincible that could pull jeremy in if they're just going watchmen down the ballot and then paul mescal who's a star is born moment here uh this year uh for him his very first uh, work in television ever uh, comes from the stage and uh, just knocked it out of the park. The sad thing here is that Daisy Edgar Jones, his co-star, uh, did not get nominated, and that's a shame. Uh, so yeah. he's representing her as well. People love normal people, and uh, so you know he's in it. But I I do think this is uh, Hugh Jackman's most likely. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And 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 there's really no reason it shouldn't be. I mean, this was. 
this, it's a weird thing because bad education, you know, could have been in cinemas, but wasn't in cinemas and all sorts of things. But the surprise for me, really, in some ways, is I was amazed how Allison Janey wasn't nominated. That was amazing. I was shocked. I didn't get that. So, you know, to talk about, her. as we were talking earlier about Zendaya and various other things, there is always wild cards in the Academy and the way Never these is. things work. And and, and, and and we have to look for those. And I'm sure yeah. one of these wild cards will come through. Okay, then we have the comedy categories here. Um, lead actor in a comedy series, Bill Hader, won the last couple of years. He's not eligible this year because they didn't have a new uh, season of Barry on in time. Anthony Anderson is the uh, bridesmaid, never the bride here. Always nominated every season for six years uh, for Blackish. Don Cheadle. Tenth nomination here. He was nominated several times for his previous series on Showtime. Nominated now for the new series again, Black Monday. Um, Ted Danson, 14 nominations, two wins. It took him seven times before he finally won for Cheers. You know, he, he hung in there. He's an industry, beloved industry veteran. Good place, last season. Last chance to give him one for this if they want to revisit that. Michael Douglas. It passed Emmy winner, Kaminsky Method. He didn't win last year, so likely won't win this year. Uh, Rami is the new guy, and uh, he, he won the Golden Globe. But doesn't this belong to Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek? Come on. I have nothing to add to that. This is, this is the shortest category we're going to have. This belongs to Eugene Levy. It's going to Eugene Levy. It's Eugene Levy's win. It just I, is. Sorry. I think so too. I, I don't even think there's an argument here. None. And I would say <laughs> here, here, and I'm, I apologize. You don't get to hear Pete and I argue. I'm sure that's the highlight of some people's one minute of their life. Um, going over to lead actress in a comedy series. Obviously, yes. This is another short uh, uh, spin here for me. Yeah. Uh, well, look, Christina uh, Applegate was nominated last year, and she's very well-liked in the Academy. Linda Cardellini, her co-star, joins her this year, so they cancel each other out probably. Rachel Brosnahan won the first year out. She's always great in this show, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's the threat uh, to win again. Uh, last year, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge came in and just upset the apple cart, so that's what happened there. Issa Rae, finally, you know, again, nominated here. Insecure has never won, uh, but finally that show Should have won many times. Yeah, that show uh, got up for a comedy series, so it looks like they're discovering it in bigger numbers. Yeah. And Tracy Ellis Ross also four nominations here for Blackish, uh, and uh, this is another one. But oh my God, you know, come on, Catherine O'Hara, Shit's Creek. This is a Absolutely. veteran. This is an award for a veteran. You can't separate Eugene Levy and Catherine. You say veteran, O'Hara. I say legend. Yeah, nobody has separated them for 40 years together in the business. I did them together on actor side the first time yep. I ever did two people uh, together on that because of that relationship they've had in so many things. And uh, uh, Moira is such a great character to begin yep. with on Schitt's Creek. So I think it's shutting, you know, cases. Uh, totally, cold. totally. I mean, I did, they, with, with Dan Levy and Annie Murphy, their co-stars, uh, they were sat down with me for Contenders uh, TV, the nominees event. They have been everywhere together. And I mean, look at that relationship. It goes back, what, fifth, almost 50 years. You kind of, they're both Second City alums. They were SCTV. They have best in show. I mean, it's just endless. And, and the relationship they had as Johnny and Moira Rose on Schitt's Creek, if you saw an evolution, some people say the best, the, the, the strongest evolution on that show was Annie Murphy's Alexis. But I would say the way that couple and, and 
I don't know if you can separate Moira or Catherine's Moira from the clothes, but certainly the way she wore it literally and figuratively is a winning combination. Legendary. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, though, if advertising is going to count for everything, Amazon is really pushing Mrs. Maisel in its third season everywhere. Constant television ads on other networks and things and other- Ama um, Amazing swag sent to people. Everywhere, food, yes. the whole thing, all these- the uh, bagels. If you got things. the bagels and locks, my friend. Anyway, that that's the thing. But I think Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, yeah. legendary. And speaking of legendary, Norman Lear, can you get to be more of a legend at age 98 than this guy? Segway uh, of the year. <laughs> he he is amazing. And um, like Hugh Jackman, he's never met an interview he didn't want to do. And so <laughs> I have I've had the great honor, I have to say, of, of being the beneficiary of that. And uh, being able to talk to him has been just a, a joy uh, for me. And I'm so happy to have done it again at um, our uh, Contenders event. And uh, it, was great. Know, it was a great interview. It was great. I mean, he's the, he's the best. He's, he's the just the best. And I talked to him and his uh, cohorts in uh, the making of live in front of a studio audience uh, where All in the Family and Good Times were the, uh, were the uh, shows that were redone uh, this time around. And of course, he won an Emmy, became the oldest Emmy winner ever last year, and is now the oldest nominee. So let's take a listen to this interview uh, live in front of a studio audience. I want to introduce our panel, and I'm so happy to have him here. First off, executive producer. He's worked with Norman Lear on a number of projects and many other uh, projects as well. This is Brent Miller. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And we have Carrie Washington, who was in uh, the show last year. She played Helen in the uh, Jeffersons and uh, was great in that. And she's come back this time as executive producer, joined the producing team here. And I got to say, Carrie is an Emmy nominee outside of this as well for her performance in Little Fires Everywhere, as well as being an executive producer on that for limited series and for television movie for American Son, uh, which she stars in and was a producer on as well. I mean, Carrie, you're in every category this year. It's incredible. Definitely the most fun. Laughs, the most joy it was a lot a lot more joy in this one than the other two <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's so much fun to have you uh back with this team and of course i don't need to introduce him uh, a legend here who brought all of these shows uh into the world in the first place uh mr norman lear right here thank you pete it's a pleasure to be here lovely seeing you carrie and this you guy too. see every day and uh, never started. <laughs> <laughs> Norman, I have to congratulate you. Not only last year when the show won, you became the oldest Emmy winner in history. You're breaking your own records again this year. You're now the oldest Emmy nominee in history. I'm pretty much the oldest everywhere I go. <laughs> in any category. Yeah. How does that feel to have these shows back, reaching new audiences? and actually being so pertinent when you watch them again and see that they're almost uh, 50 years old or so, you know, when we first saw them. Well, you know, people are people and humanity is humanity and nothing seems to change that much. The times change, the people don't. 
And uh, I think, you know, what we were doing all those years ago was dealing with people. Uh, not as much the times as the people. How did this idea come about? I know Jimmy Kimmel is also involved as a producer on this and on-camera host with you uh, on the shows. But how did you get approached to do this? And what well, was your reaction? It was, it was entirely his idea. But when did you tell him, Brent? Well, yeah. I mean, Jimmy approached us because, there, you know, he has a, a lot of respect for these shows and and Norman and the and the writers and the actors that that made those shows possible and he saw the relevance of those shows then and now and thought it would be fun a lot of people have approached him um or he's talked to people on his show and and asked him or, or they've said do you think you could do this do you think you could do that uh today like what they got away with in the 70s or what they got away with in even the early 80s and he wanted to take a chance and he said he thought that, that they could get away with it and let's let's honor these shows as they should and, and not change a single word in the script and and see how people react. I think it's a great way to introduce new generations of people to these shows and, and the importance of of what they are and what they were in the in the beginning of television. Yeah. I want I want to take exception to one phrase that uh that Brent used there, getting away with. I don't think we got away with anything. I think we depicted humanity as we saw humanity. I think the actors rose to the challenge and, and delivered more than was written on the page. And, uh, and we didn't get away with anything. We just broke a few barriers that should not have existed in the first place. There's something about Norman Lear that for, for the hundreds of interviews I'm sure he's given over the years, I mean, I've done, I don't know, almost half a dozen with him. I'm sure you've done even more. There's always something new there. It's, it's amazing. Now, I want to say thank you in terms of something new. I hope we provided something new for you guys today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deadline Podcast TV Talk. Now, you're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. But make sure you also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode of our regular season or our specials like today. And, of course, you can find all of our breaking news coverage of TV, film, business, and everything affecting our industry at Deadline.com. And with that, September 20th is coming. Emmys, Jimmy Kimmel. There might be winners in their pajamas, but there are going to be winners and there is going to be glamour. With that, thank you for joining us today. We'll talk soon. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.